Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of Agile Meridian's Agile Shorts. And we will do our best to keep this short short. Uh, that's <laughs> usually one of our challenges, right, guys? Uh, so I'm here with my partner. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here with my partners, uh, partners in business and crime. And we're here today to talk about the roadmap. Why? Because it's on the roadmap, damn it. That's why. And uh, this topic is one that we run into a lot. We thought this would make a good short. Uh, it's something that um, is very often misunderstood and misused uh, inside of uh, especially lo locations that are coming from a more traditional planning and project based um, mindset and operational structure. And it tends to take people in the wrong direction when it really shouldn't. It's, 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 it's really a valuable, useful tool, but it's only valuable and useful if it's used as it was intended to be used. So uh, I'm going to open it up to our, uh, our, our esteemed panel of colleagues here uh, to talk about what is a roadmap and really what is the, the intent of a roadmap? Why does it exist and what was it meant to do? Before, before we answer, did you say steamed <laughs> colleagues? <laughs> okay, got it, got it. <laughs> I guess there are days where we are a little, but you know, it's yeah. not today. Today is a, it's a pretty relaxed day. So, yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, I, I'll just share this short story. Well, it's not a story, but just an experience. One of my one of our clients, um, they're moving to an agile way of working, and they've um, uh, it's a it's a big modernization effort, a digital transformation effort, and they're trying to move all of their legacy applications to uh, to the cloud, right? Yeah, better, more easy to maintain, so on and so forth. Moving off of old legacy software into something new, and so they created this roadmap, and the roadmap extends out four years, and they did all that work without the um, uh, advice uh, or collaboration from the technology teams are going to be actually doing the work. So this roadmap has been created. It's sort of, you know, etched in stone and uh, with, before they even had teams. And I don't think that was the, that is the intent of a roadmap. It's not the way that, that I was taught that it was. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what, what of you guys want to Kind of chime in and say what your uh, what your understanding of what a roadmap is intended to be. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll take a crack at it. I mean it's it's in in my view and the way and at the times that it has worked really well. Roadmaps have been a, a way to to showcase or at least lay out the value that you are going to deliver uh, to your to your organization and to your customers, obviously, uh, and. How how do you how do you plan to get there? Uh, it is not a plan, right? I mean, it is part of the planning process, uh, but it is essentially a way to uh, put the outcome that you are planning to deliver in the strategic context of the environment that you are in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, that's true. And, and and this this concept is is a little foreign to folks. A lot of a lot of companies that we all work with. Uh, and the, we know others have worked with really have a hard time understanding the difference between that and the way that they have been operating traditionally around a project plan. Um, and and, and it, in the example of what Kumar was giving, the, the very long, multi-year etched in stone, this is what we're going to achieve come hell or high water approach to getting work done. Right. 
And I, yeah. I, I wonder how many times they don't, or I wonder how many times they actually achieve the roadmap that they lay out, right? I mean, you know, it used to be that you could plan things out years in advance and you could try to execute to that. And in today's environment, with things changing so dramatically, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know how people can expect to have a view into what next year's going to, you know, what next quarter's going to look like, much less what next year is. You know, and I try to encourage them to, to plan things out on the roadmap at three, you know, the next three months we're pretty sure of. The next, you know, four to six months, yeah, we're kind of sure, but, you know, we're, we're, we're they could move. And then everything is kind of a big blob right because it it all changes and let's just admit that it's going to change right i mean i think that they if we would take if they would take the time to revisit the roadmap we'd get away from what kumar described right i mean unfortunately what kumar described about his client you know i've got two clients right now that are exactly the same boat right they they think exactly the same way and i got a third client who won't, they don't do roadmaps because of what Kumar's describing. Mm. You know, they don't want to put, they don't want to project anything out and give it. They're to worried them. that they're going to get held to it in that way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What do they do instead? They don't. They, the leadership talks about what they want and they just go, they just move forward. And well, it's all, which, which is not, you know, it's not very clear on what's happening. Sure. Right. And so the team is misaligned on what's what's going to be going on and what they're going to do. And, you know, it. uh, Yeah. You you put it up on the screen. Right. They're using it as a project plan, if you will. Right. They don't have their Gantt charts anymore. So we're going to use roadmaps. Just a replacement. Right. I think, Chris, you said two important things. Visibility, first and foremost. Right. Without it, the the idea is to present visibility to the entire value chain um, around what that, as Jolly described it, what, what that intended value delivery looks like over segments of time with it becoming less detailed as you go farther out because you don't know what's going to happen, right? right. Um, and I think the idea of revisiting it and the fact that it isn't static uh, is, yeah. is the other key point. It was never intended to be that way. It was always intended to be a, a working model towards the most relevant things going on, taking into context what is happening and what has changed since we originally looked at this thing, maybe a week ago, a month ago, six months ago or whatever. So, yeah, I think, I think what, what all of us are saying is it is, I mean, one of the core tenets of being agile is the iterative and incremental approach to building things in general. And what we are all saying is roadmaps are just the same way. Right. right. And, and this is something that we see in a, in a very narrow context as well. And uh, between the four of us, we have all run our uh, Agile product owner training from IC Agile, um, shameless plug. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things that the students in the class realize is <clears throat> create a roadmap, then you go and explore the impact and the story maps following it. Oh, and then it comes to them. Oh, we have to go back and update the roadmap now because we know more. You learned more, right? Yeah, yeah you learn more and you have to feed that back in. And if you remove that static component from the roadmap and make that itself incremental and iterative and use that as mostly a communication tool rather than a planning tool, I think everyone is much better off. 
that makes a lot of sense. Not I, making in the variability or the adjustability to it would be doing it a disservice because it really would become a whole lot less agile now, wouldn't it? Yeah, I love I love what you the way you said that is it's more of a communication tool rather than a planning tool, right? And that's how it should really be because Scrum mm -hmm. and Agile are, are really discovery frameworks. You might plan to do something, but then you discover that what you plan to do isn't feasible or it's going to take more time or you know, you, you don't have the technology infrastructure to, to do what you wanted to do. And you didn't realize it until you actually peel back the onion and, and, and saw what's needed, you know, saw what, what's really needed. And so because Scrum and Agile are discovery frameworks, it allows you to discover things and then solve for those problems. Uh, organizations that are more uh, uh, mature um, are are focusing more on what is the capacity of your team or your ad, uh, your team of teams to to deliver value, and they're they might create a forecast of outcomes that they want. They they should do that, but then revisit that all the time so that the roadmap becomes more of a communication mechanism to uh, indicate to everyone that this is where we think we are over the next three months, six months, nine months, and twelve months. Knowing that the further out you go in time. Those are really just forecasts. It's not not a commitment, and that's that's the big challenge is to <laughs> convince folks, especially in in organizations that are less mature, to 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 understand. Can you Kumar? Can you clarify what you mean by mature? Because a lot of the times, the organizations I work with, the more mature in terms of age, the longer they've been around and doing things the same way the more they have a roadmap issue. So could you yeah. clarify what you mean by more mature? No, I don't mean old like us. I mean, I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> um, I, I'd say that organizations and the people in them, we're talking about people after all, right? right. Uh, who have adopted uh, a more of a, an agile growth mindset, right? That understand that you can't possibly know something that is going to be delivered a year from now you can't you can't possibly know that to be you can't even know whether that's something that you need a year from now is going to be needed a year from now because things could change they be obsolete or less not valuable enough right right and and so when i say more mature i mean uh, organizations that have embraced adaptability uh, as a capability so they understand that they need to be adaptable they need to be nimble they need to forecast the outcomes that they're looking for, but willing to adjust the plans on the ground to uh, to deal with the changes that are happening in the marketplace. Well said. Thank you. Mic drop. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so with that, um, how would we what would you suggest some people do in terms of some of these issues? Right. If, if someone is experiencing some of these things, uh, which could also include not having the backlog built by someone on the business, not having it managed or, or kind of flushed and maintained and, and reorganized, rehydrated from someone with business and, and outcome knowledge around the, the organization itself, not just the tech or, or, or the how side. Um, what would you suggest that some folks do to improve some of these situations? Maybe just pick one and say, you know, in this case, you might want to think about this. One of the things that I definitely recommend to, to people that I work with uh, is to make the roadmap outcome focused rather than deliverable focused, right? You you don't want to put uh, how you are going to achieve uh, a desired outcome uh, on your roadmap, but instead focus on the outcome itself. 
so that your team as a whole have options to consider when you go for that outcome in that in that time frame uh it, it gives them options to uh, explore simpler ways of doing things or um explore totally different ways of achieving the same result so focus on the outcome is what i would do when creating roadmaps you know one thing to add to that Charlie, is that uh, roman pitchler out of, out of germany has been doing roadmaps for a long time and he has a uh, roadmap pattern that he uses called the go roadmap it's for goal oriented roadmap is what it stands for and it's it, you find a pattern like that to utilize if you're not using one that has goals in it if it's just delivery focused that could help you out as well to keep that at that goal oriented focus on there to say, what are the outcomes that I'm looking for versus what is it that we're just trying to achieve in terms of deliverables? You know, it's, it's difficult though, for people to uh, shift their mindset from outputs to outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a real challenge for people, even, even after they've been through workshops and training and things, it's, it's um, it's uh, to Chris, to your earlier point, you know, mature maturity can be um, uh, thought of in one of two ways. Right. So maturity is I've been around in this organization forever and, and this is just the way things work around here. And you're stuck in a certain way of thinking um, that's mature. Uh, also, it's just it's just it's the wrong kind of maturity because you're less open to different ways of doing things. So how how would you help people? shift their mindset from output-oriented thinking to outcome-oriented thinking? I don't know. I haven't thought about that yet. Um, good questions. Anybody else got any ideas while I sit here and percolate oh, in a minute? Another shameless plug here. Uh, as part of the uh, AP Agile product owner course that we have, <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, the, the path that we take on... Uh, take our take, take the attendees uh, is to not just focus on deliverables but to take a path to get there right which means focusing on the outcomes first before you talk about the roadmap itself and we talk about outcomes and customer outcomes and business impacts separately just for that reason what is the outcome that the customer is looking for and what is the impact on your business? which is what value is, right? right. And, and based on that value, put the highest priority value, which could be highest outcome and highest impact uh, on, on the roadmap, the earliest, so that you can deliver that outcome and get the maximum business impact that you're looking for. Uh, a feasibility analysis could go along with it, uh, Kumar, to your point, uh, when the delivery teams are not even involved in the picture, that really means a set of false promises rather than anything else. So involve them, do a feasibility versus value analysis, and then put those outcomes on your roadmap, uh, which gives you a bet much, much better a chance of success. Yeah, you can use uh, a, comp a little more detailed kind of in-depth way to come out with those outcomes with using leading and lagging indicators and different metric measures and some other things. In fact, our APO course, another shameless plug, also help guide you through how to do that as well. Um, and it's part of the process of getting to building a roadmap is finding out what those outcomes are before you even put the map together. Yeah. But there's some simpler techniques if you just want to try it, even five whys, which most people have had experience with in the project world for a long time, even if it was only through 
doing an RCA or an after action report or something like that, where you're five wine, a challenging situation or a problem, you can five Y down to outcomes. You could say, well, we're trying to do this. And you can come down to some of these outcomes as to the real reason why you're doing something. And that could even be a simple way to just put high level outcomes together early and then figure out what things do are we planning on doing that drive to these uh, outcomes. So there's some simple techniques you could use. You don't have to be highly detailed, but there's a lot of different methods to go after that. You know, the um, as, as you're all talking, right, the thing that pops into my head is the reason why I think a lot of people don't want to go to an outcome based approach is I'm accountable. You know, I, I, I put the business plan together and I've said, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to improve revenue by 10, 10%, percent mm -hmm. right? Well, that, that now they've got a milestone to go against as opposed <clears> to, <throat> yeah, we're going to increase revenue. Right. Oh, we increased it. We put, you know, $2 million into this project or this effort and we, you know, we achieved a hundred thousand dollars. Woohoo. You know, um, it, it's really, you know, going back to the organization, you have to get that accountability in there and figure out a way that they can do that safely. Cause a lot of organizations, man, as soon as you put a number out there and you miss it, you're gone. Right. Or that's, that's psychological safety. Chris, you were talking about that group that you said that doesn't do anything yeah. because there's no psychological safety in the group that they would feel comfortable in saying something and not be held to it. Right. And they don't feel like they have a way to be able to accurately do that. So they're not going to be held to anything and just not tell anybody anything. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that environmental structure that sometimes a lot of times doesn't accompany the techniques that we add or the tools that we add uh, can really cause those tools to underperform yeah. um, in, in many cases. So. I think you're on to something there. I think the reward models also prevent people from thinking in terms of outcomes, you know, when, when people are, are rewarded on the outputs that they produce, right? It's easier just to think about, okay, I'm going to produce so many widgets rather than, okay, what's the outcome of the widgets? How will the customer use those widgets? Uh, or, or is that even being, even being measured? Right. So there's so much value that's lost because, you know, we're probably working on the wrong things uh, or things that don't create a business impact or a customer outcome. Right. And so if we were able to, you know, I, I know that the topic is really it, it's on the roadmap, damn it. Uh, but but it's it uh, you know, when you start to peel back the onion of that statement, it's on the roadmap, damn it. There's there's a lot that goes into why people say those things. Yep. You know, typically we'll, we'll, I'll hear stuff like that from, from an executive or a business leader saying, well, it's on the roadmap. Why isn't it built, being built or why is it late? Or it's on the roadmap, damn it. Why, why wasn't it done? Right. And, and that's because, um, that's because, you know, it's again, those more mature organizations, you know, steeped in the way of uh, doing things an older way of doing things aren't seeing the value of, yeah. of, um, or, or they're not rewarded really for thinking in terms of outcomes for whatever reason, there's a lack of psychological safety. They don't want to be uh, held to the chopping block if they don't, you know, meet those outcomes. Uh, although I'd have to say that the outputs aren't getting met either. So how are people surviving? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That idea about, about me, the value being matched up with delivering value versus the value being matched up with completing the plan. 
um, and that change. So once again, we have taken an agile short and made it an agile long. So we'll go ahead and stop here, but I want to thank everybody for attending. Uh, thank you uh, for our panel, for all of your input and knowledge, and we'll see you at the next Agile Shorts. Awesome. Great Bye, discussion. Everybody. See you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.